0: hello and welcome back to the rope access and climbing podcast today we are talking with micah from peak rescue about the petzl rope trip now he has been a competitor and a judge at events that i've partaked in so i <clears throat> he's been a competitor and a judge at these events so let's get his perspective if this is your first time here please make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts so stay tuned Step into your harness and get ready for a podcast about the vertical world. All right, all right, all right. All right, well, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I am joined with Micah from Peak Rescue in the United States. So for the people that don't know who you are, where you come from, let's dive into some introductions and go from there. So where are you from? What do you do? Go from
1: there. Uh, Yeah, I'm uh, Mike Rush. I work for Peak Rescue. We're a company based at uh, Casper, Wyoming, um, Central America. Um, We are a a training slash rescue standby slash response emergency response company. Um, We, we delve in a lot in, in different things. As far as training, we, we train from rope access to SAR teams to oil and gas to fire departments. Yeah, we kind of do it all by myself. I'm a IFMJ full mountain guide. Um, Yeah, rope access technician. I, yeah, have a bunch of certs that nobody cares about that we always talk about that it really just matters when you show up to class is basically what matters. So um, we do a lot with the military also Uh, comes from the full mountain guide side. They come to us and then we teach them small team rescue and um, yeah dive into
0: that. Excellent so today we'll be talking about uh, rope access competitions primarily the Petzl rope trip series um, both Micah and myself have competed at these events as well he has had the luxury of being a judge at one of the events that I've competed at so we're going to dive into that and kind of get a perspective as competitor and judge. All right. So the first question I have lined up here today is let's just start out with why and kind of where I'm going with that is why did you get involved with these competitions? Um, and kind of dive into that.
1: Um, the simple answer is competition breeds excellence and innovation is really where I go off on that. But I started off in my career with uh, competitive climbing competitions. I was uh, a competitive climber, competed a lot in that. I got into ice climbing. I was competitive with that. I, I got on board with a bunch of companies that would send me around and just compete when I was a younger kid. And um, I saw the value in that. I would uh, sort of go all over and compete in this. And um, at a young age, I would say um, I was always competitive, but I saw that this was like it just bred. I'd come back and on my, you know, whatever route I was working on. I was traditionally um, a crack climber where I'm from, but uh, I saw that I was like, whoa, sport climbing does help crack climbing or whatever it was. And so um, my competitive side went to that. And then when I got into where I was doing ultra running, where I was running 100 or 50 miles through mountains to train for big alpine objectives, if I was going for records and I, I saw the value of it, like there is something this to progress our sport and and just being a climber didn't help that, right? So, like, so moving in multiple directions helped that a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my background, and so when I got into rope rescue, I was uh, I got into the, I was a guide at a young age. That's what all climbers do, right? And eventually, you have to make money doing something. You live out of your car, which is sort of the norm now. But back in the day, uh, I say that with uh, uh, apostrophes. But if you you were living out of your car. You were sort of a bum, and and we tried to do whatever we could for work. So I was I was guiding, and I had mentors. And um, one of the things they said is competing will help you with this. And I remember my thinking, really. And so I went around and competed, and that helped me in my climbing world. And I I caught onto that pretty fast. It, it was um, um, then I owned a couple climbing gyms um, for about ten or eleven years. Uh, went from climbing bum to actually having a, a job with. Uh, run, you know, managing a gym and then I had the opportunity to take it over and buy it. So I got the gym and, and, and really realized like what that took, which was a whole different world. Um, but in the end of that, I I was like, well, owning a climbing gym, I need a real job with a retirement. So I got on the fire department and, uh, I got on the fire department and they were like, Oh, the rescue program. And you know, this like mountain rescue stuff, you should take over our program. You must be pretty good at this. Right. So I, that over it. And what I found, um, was it was a whole different world from what I had known. And, uh, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed, like, we all love ropes. And so for me to get into that world and, and combine them both was like, it was huge for me. It was like, well, this is the world I come from. And, and these guys love ropes, but they're just, you know, they use a bunch of different gear than me do that, you know, I do in my world. And, um, so I saw that pretty early, both those competition and so joining those industries, like, Really made sense to me, I guess. So I don't know where I was going with that, but I sort of just like digressed. <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> that's awesome. No, um, so do you think that um, rope access competitions? Um, and let's let specify that we're talking. You know, the the Petzl Rope Trip. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one that I'm mo- uh, most familiar with. Um, You know, is this good for the rope access industry, or does it shine a a positive light or a negative light on the industry as a whole?
1: I I only think competition can shine a a brighter light on the industry. And I guess why I say that is because we we have, I don't know, competition breeds uh, importance from the start of it is positive change in the industry as far as what we can push. We're so regulated in rope access if you're if you your MSHA or osha or whatever it is and candidates work safe or whatever it is we're so regulated that we get really good at these as a company or a person and then we don't step out of those right if i'm a good company in canada and i know work safe and whatever it is i'm i'm regulated or i i just get really good at that and if i'm good at that i'm good mikey right like yeah. that's all i need to know but if if competition it's like well here's move on let's let's move on and see what's actually pushed push the limit let's give you these really hard situations that are theoretical and let's give them to you in this weird version. We're going to push our industry and it breeds like, I'll tell you, for instructors that I have to myself, it just breeds positive change. And we're only going to get better doing this. If we just have this theoretical, like, this is what you should do. If this, because of this accident or whatever, we're never going to progress. And I think these things kind of push that limit. And it's the only time in our industry, as far as that rope access industry, we can push that a little bit. Uh, we can get into our technique, uh, the arborists. I love them because they can do whatever they want, really. And, it's, and they get to push it. We don't get to. And so I think competition, um, this is the time for us to shine and really think, like, is that worth it? Or I'm going to use this piece of gear with this technique. Is that acceptable? And um, this is the only time you get to do that unless you, it's you and me at the shop at our training facility saying like, Hey, Mikey, what do you think of this? Or, I don't know, Micah, let's try this and let's call Petzl or CMC or, you know, Skylotech or whoever it is and see if this is acceptable. Um, To me competition, I I get pretty fired up because I came from that background in the climbing world and I see it in the rescue world and the rope access rope trip. It's um, yeah, I think, I think I can only get better. and, And I see a lot of positive coming out of it. So yeah, I'm progressing. You
0: should probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in the same boat. Like I think that it's super positive for um, not just the industry because it 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 breeds that creativity and uh, and you know ninja you know aspect of things as well. Like it it gets people outside of their their norm and outside of their comfort set level, um, and you throw them in these you know, fun, obscure kind of, uh, situations. And you really get to, you know, see people come out of their shell. Um, and you know, I've, I've competed at a number of these events. Um, and I would love to compete at more of them, um, in, in the future. Maybe I, I, I do dive in and find another team and go and put something on, but, uh, who knows where that may lead, but, um, you know i I think that more people should get involved and more people should l- consider you know doing these competitions because the amount of stuff that I learned from these competitions because it's not just strictly rope access when you're doing a um a petzel competition like they're throwing fire rescue techniques, arborist techniques at you um and you know different different scenarios that you've never encountered before. But like, that's how you learn, right? Stepping outside of the box and doing new things. So it's really interesting. And you know, the organizers out of all the competitions that I've been at, you know, all the organizers have done a phenomenal job in creating these massive scenarios for us to just push the limits. And you know, test new equipment and test the equipment and push the equipment to its fullest potential um, that's what we are always trying to do and always trying to strive for and you know competitions really get you give you that gives you that ability to do that
1: yeah it's that it's that sharing ideas and just seeing those new techniques that we're bringing over from Everett mm-hmm. industries right that's like this amazing thing that happens at competitions where we don't see it other places right we get stuck in our little worlds. And uh, of course, I'm going to tell you, I'm the greatest in my world, but with, let's go out to the bigger world. And Mikey, seeing you, it was cool. Um, maybe is it, you know, being a judge and a competitor, it was. it's cool seeing both sides of it, but uh, yeah. yeah, seeing somebody go through something and, and these teams and work through it. I love going through this and just watching it. And you learn so much from everybody there. And I always go back to the, I remember my first uh, firefighter competition. It was hilarious, which is a, sort of a meathead competition where you just run upstairs and run hose and stuff. I remember thinking that. And I remember my mentor in that, he just said, yeah, the, the biggest thing is you're the one in the arena. And it was a, ther- uh, a Theodore Roosevelt quote, but he's really good about it. I was really bad at it. He's like, yeah, you're the one in the arena with the, the blood and the dust in your face. Like don't be that timid soul who doesn't know defeat or, you know, or mm-hmm. def- def- defeat or victory because you're out there doing it. Those guys that talk all this game, like, I don't care where they're at. If they're not in there doing it, they can't talk. Like you're out there putting it out there on the line. And as a company, it's pretty big, right? Yeah. So if I go there as peak rescue and we're like, yeah, we're going to go there and do this. And I completely fudge it up, which we'll talk about that in, uh, <laughs> in 2020. Um, I was supposed to be a judge and we, we got thrown in there last minute. And it, in the end, I love that. And it's it's weird. People are like, oh, that's crazy, Mikey. And I was like this is what I love. Like you get thrown into the, into the arena and how you perform is it is what it is. Like yeah. um, you hang it out there and, and I'm okay with that. I think it, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're in the arena, as you know, um, you're going to learn something. You could get last place and yeah. learn something in that competition and you can be first place and you're going to learn a ton in that competition. Um, man, I can't think enough of competition and I love it and rescue. And I think, the the big win i'm gonna say is gonna be like when you win um grim day uh the rope trip and i gotta think of something else for like totally like uh american style um that you you have to win all three of those and get the trifecta you know like that would be amazing my goal (laughs) amazing right you you win all these and and it's not that you win them it's just like you understand all those industries Mm -hmm. and then a backcountry right so like these small teams I teach with, you know, special forces. And I teach them as a mountain guide. We teach them all these different techniques. And I bring over rope access techniques or the new Arboree that we have, uh, Peak Rescue designed out of, a Arborist, uh, Maurice out of Canada. Uh, Maurice is the Arborist King to me. And so he was showing us these ninja tricks. And I was like, Maurice, that's like that rescue. We could never do that in the real world. But if I had a couple more ropes and do these things and, um, we give him props that and he's like, oh, Micah, you know, these are, you came up with that reeve, but in the end, Maurice did, we just innovated on it and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have helped if, you know, you're not, if I wouldn't have dived into the album. And I think the Arbor Reeve solves a lot of problems in the backcountry or industry. Um, and that was a two years ago. I, I just got a memory in my thing about in my, uh, I think it was one of my social media horrible things that we all subscribe <laughs> to. We, I got a memory that was like, yeah, you and Maurice came up with this Arbor Reeve. And i think like woof imagine that the arbory wouldn't be a real world thing unless maurice and i would have hooked up and um yeah. yeah it's it's the collaboration of all these different industries coming into these competitions and then seeing people like you mikey in in general i was a i was a judge at your competition and mm-hmm. you guys won worlds and woof! did i win because as a judge it's totally different you see like this is my station i have all my things what i would do And then you guys come in, you're like, I was like, oof, I wouldn't, I'm not even telling this, I wouldn't have done that, I would have done this, and they killed it, right? Like you have the (laughs) world, and then it gets blown away, like what people do. That's amazing. I think, whew, how can we, and you have to have a humble, you have to come into it with a humble aspect too. Like, you know, we all have these certifications, it's just like, blah, 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 blah. I have this, 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 I've done this. In the end, let's all get together, have fun, relax our shoulders, and just like, let's share this knowledge, and let's all bring this this elevated, like, standard up here, you know? Like, this is where we should be. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter where you were before, where the industry is before. Let's bring it to here, and I don't care that you're reading out a 20-year-old book, right? Like, this is where we want to be, so uh, it was really cool. Um, This is a total plug to you, but it's, I could feel like you know, judging your team in that was twenty eighteen, right? That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like um, I learned a lot by watching all those teams and watching you guys go. And the whole time you want to be on the winning team, right? You want to be I'm putting I could do that. I could do that. But you guys <laughs> were getting it given to you, you know, the day of or the night before. Yeah. Where I've got to see it for a week. And yeah. and and realistically, you know, with Petzl Rope Trip it in America, it was Brian Krugshank and, and Keith Lazinski those guys have been dreaming this up for a year and they had such an amazing program. And, um, I thought it was really cool. It was really work oriented, but they, they had these systems that I showed up and I'd come up with mine and, and they'd run me through it and how I did it compared to you guys coming in was totally different. Sometimes it was the same, but I loved it. I love that aspect of the sport. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, you could, as a judge, you you know, you're going to be on that one spot station checking the boxes making sure that everything's uh, kosher in that one section but yet you know you're gonna see you know in 2018 in salt lake city we had i think was what 14 or 15 uh teams competing um 2016 i think there was 33 teams from all over the world there um so it kind of depends but i mean like you you could see 33 different ways from eight different cultures coming through and learn so much from a ju- being a judge there because, you know, like us as a competitor going through that stage, we're going to go through that stage one, one time. Right. Um, in, in most cases now, it, obviously a little bit different in uh, 2018 in Germany, but um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things. And maybe, you know, it would be, Sometimes a little bit more fair in one ways, in one way would be if no one was allowed to watch another team. Um, everyone's isolated and it was only one person at a time and all the other teams were isolated. Um, that makes it a lot more fair because being the sacrificial lamb, being the first team on any maneuver is the worst.
1: <laughs> Did you hear about rope, 20, uh, rope Trip 2020 in America? Is this why you're bringing this up, Mikey?
0: No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just talking. I was like when, what was it? 2016. We were, I think I want to say the third, a third or fourth team on the uh, balloon exercise in the shop. And, Mm. you know, we were the first team to actually come in under the time cap for that event. Now that was an amazing event. Um, You know, flying through the sky, putting sandbags on balloons. Couldn't ask for a better day. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, you know, at the end of the day, like my token there was you lower down and your time stopped when you touched the ground. 20-minute time cap. I, I forget what our time was, but what I did, you know, both my teammates, Tom and Louie, Um, yelled down at me, like, don't touch the ground, don't touch the ground. What I did, I inverted myself with my marker. And my marker was, (laughs) I put that on the bullseye. And like, I was the first person to do that. But on the downturn effect of that is everybody started doing it after me, because they're like, that is what you need to do like that is there's no way that your toe or your hand could accidentally touch the ground if literally the marker is the lowest point um so yeah once you get to that position just invert yourself um so there's those sort of things but like you're that sacrificial lamb being like the first like three people and everyone's like okay don't do that don't do that don't do
1: that (laughs) yeah right you mentioned that so that's in 2020 we were the first up for this. Uh, it's, the, it's the famous Solar Plex, but um, which is amazing <laughs> to those guys. But I learned that being thrown out there, like we had a couple of weeks to know before we were doing the competition, because I was supposed to be judging it. And we were like, "Oh yeah, I could throw together a team." Keith, I got this, right? <laughs> Don't and worry so you about got it. there, and they like, "Yeah, you're from the Solar Plex." It was amazing to watch everybody progress, and I was like, "Oh yeah," being a judge, you'd be like, "Yeah." And because people get to watch. And after that, I remember we talked about like, ah, oh, maybe we give that first team out like some points, um, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. but in the end you're hundred percent, right. There is those little things in competition that like it, it, that like you, you learn as a thing, but in the end I learned a ton. Um, I still loved it. I was the first one out. I completely like, it was cool to see, like I was the first one to figure it out and people just progressed on me yeah. And I don't regret that. I'm like I wasn't too far off the mark, a little bit. But like everybody got to see me and be like, oh, don't do that or do this. <laughs> or like, these little tweaks, and in the end, I think that's what competition breeds. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, Ooh, don't do that. Like he started off with two tracks. he just throw a carabiner in there and grab both ropes or whatever it was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever it means. In the be, end, yeah. though, I was super psyched to be a part of it. And I mm. and you got to be. You got to be light, right? We can be pretty serious, competitive, we're all super competitive. Um, but in the end, you have to look back and be like, yeah, it's it's okay. I, it was hard for me, but at the end is like, ah, yeah, it's all good. And, and we all know where it's at. And in the amount of time that the judges and the, and the comp organizers, the year or the months before they put in to those oh, competitions, yeah. you can see as a competitor. And I saw that in this, it was like, oh yeah, Keith, I can tell you have gone through this intimately for the last two months. There are those little things that you did that were amazing in the, in the rules or whatever. And I really think that's important to point out those guys do an amazing job Oh, they hands down. It as far as like they run through it. There's aren't the guys that's putting out there be like, what would you do? Right. These guys yeah. run through it multiple times and they see the little intricacies that we have to go through as rope access technicians to run through that. And I think that's pretty important to throw out like those guys are amazing to me. Right. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, kudos to, you know, all the the organizers, the riggers um, and everybody involved, uh, the volunteers and the employees of the organization to put on these these events for us competitors, because, you know, it gives us that one time a year, you know, two times a year that we get to just throw it down and, you know, follow Petzl's rule book, not a organization's rule book, and you know, literally throw it down. It's amazing. So, yeah. um, it down
1: every level, it's pretty fun <laughs> to go down there. Like, you know, you hang out with all your bros, get to th- see them compete, get to compete, go out and like have a few beers with them, and like not worry about are we using eight mil cord or eleven mil or twelve and a half. Like, it's insane. Like, it's yeah. so cool to be like, yeah, we just go have fun. We compete mm-hmm. and we learn. Like, oh man, I learned so much from this competition. So much. No, yes, so much. And I'll tell you, as a like leading peak rescue, I, I have my instructors, and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna go do this. One of the guys I took through there was a level one, it was super bright dude, and and both of them were. But it's it's crazy to see him doing things in the competition he would never have done until another level, and he's doing it on top of level three. He's progressed so fast in this industry. It's it's hard to explain. Yep. That he took off from that and was like, it was like, yeah, you know, Tope, you did things in that that we I'd never done, or Eric, you, you did things in there that yeah I've never done. And it was super fun, right? Like, um, the the progression as a company, or as an individual is is, I can't say enough about competition, and yeah. I think people put in or take out what they put into it. Uh, if you go into it with this like whatever, I'm being pushed into this, or if you go into the open mind, you can see all these possibilities and get out yeah. of that little world that we live in that uh if I just lived in my world, I think I did the greatest job every day, right? Like A yeah. was the best and uh you know, titanium scarabs is the only way to go. But uh it turns out there's another world out there and you have to decide what you're responding to and in in how you're gonna progress your industry or your sport or whatever it is, that's, that's the way we're going to progress in this world. And I, I love it. So it's, yeah, to me, competition, I can't say enough about because, um, I wish I went on a rescue every day at work. I I run a heavy rescue and I'm on a regional response team. And I, and and then privately we run a a private response company, which is a crazy deal in itself. We end up in the middle of uh, international waters and in foreign countries, but, um, All that aside, if I didn't do that, I would just think I was doing a great job, right? If I'm really good at this, that's all that matters. And in the end, you'll be really good at this by 100% if you just keep telling yourself you're not the best. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and like one of the things, you know, I'll just throw this out there is, you know, um, we were at that event and we had to use a throw bag to go over the beam, create a pull through. That was my event specifically. Mm -hmm. And... Here I am looking at all four walls being like, well, I've never used a throw bag. This is going to be fun. Um, You know, like I, I'm a rope access technician, you know, I work in an industrial environment. I'm a rope access trainer in a pretty little training center with aluminum truss everywhere. Like what I do when I need a throw bag. Um, But Needless this is a to say arb technique. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is an arb technique. Like I you know, I don't have those little spiky thingies on my feet to climb up trees vertically and you know, use a crazy chainsaw while I'm hanging off a rope. Like who's who's silly enough to do that? Yeah, arbs arborists are. Um <laughs> and they do it every day. <laughs> but you know, so basically, I walked up to the TrueWork team and I was just, "Hey guys, like, do you have a spare throw bag I can borrow? I need to learn how to use this thing." <laughs> so like, they're like, "Yeah, no problem. Here, I'll give you my throw bag. This is how we. Uh, this is how you use a. Th- uh, you know, you th- use it. Blah blah blah." I spent two hours outside my hotel that night throwing it at the side of the hotel. Guys, That's how I well, learned. That is, that's how I learned how, and then I came in like cool. I came in like second or third place in that event that day.
1: <laughs> I was the same, Mikey. Like watching you, I thought you were like a pro. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> and it's funny you say that. Like uh, Brian Krugshank and, and Keith Lozinski, who put that on. Um, yeah. Power to them. I came in as the only outsider. I was the only non-Petzl guy that came in as a judge. And those guys are amazing to me. Super good dudes. And uh, they, when I first showed up the day one, they are like, hey, do you wanna run through some of the competition? We have the, and I was like, oh, this is a test. I remember looking around and be like, oh yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, you just go against Keith or whatever. And it was like, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is awesome. In the end, those guys did a great job of being like, yeah, you know, let's let's throw him through the ringer. And like, in the end, like I see people like you, like I've never used this. It, it would've looked like you had done that your whole life, Mikey, I appreciate that. <laughs> it was cool in judging from that aspect. Mm-hmm. Judging, I got to see all these, how I would do it, how you guys did it, and then seeing you go on to win Worlds, which is, how do you? You guys went on to Germany and, like, crushed. So, to me, it was like, oh, yeah, I know those guys. Yeah, Mikey. And I was (laughs) like, yeah, I was at that station when he, like, did this or this. But, like, it's cool to see that competitive. And then we're all friends, right? We go over there. Absolutely. It's like, sweet, dude. We're all competitive in the day. In the end, we're all going to have a beer at night. And we've all learned a ton out of that, right? Yeah. So, Yeah. Kudos on you learn how to throw the bag the night before. That's crazy. I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I literally borrowed that uh, throw bag and I spent two hours trying to learn how to use a throw bag the night before the competition. I was the first uh, person up the next morning. Woo! Um, <laughs> and my boss, uh, Sam Griggs, there's like, so how, how, how did the training go? I'm like, oh, well, good. It went, you know, I, I was like a 75% hit rate. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he's like, so how do you think it's going to go today? And I'm like, as long as I, and this is the confidence that I had. I was like, if I can get it over the beam in the first four shots, I will come in the top five. And he's just like, okay. And nice. like I said, I think I came in second or third place and, and you know, the arborist from true work beat me. Yeah. I, I don't have anything to like, I don't feel You're bad right. about my position when a professional comp- competitive arborist beats me. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> they were showing us their techniques before they went, like how they do it. And I'm like, you can, sew, you can throw like 60 feet up or whatever it was. It was crazy. And I'm like, yeah. I've never seen that before. It was insane, the technique they had. Like, yeah. yo doing the rope before they flipped. It was like, okay, yep, that's why yeah. you guys do where you are. And that's what I love about competition. I never would have seen that stuff coming into it. And so, Absolutely. yeah, that's, uh, to me, we, we always want to be a competitor. But uh, mm-hmm. being a judge, you get to see however many teams come through all these different ways. And none of them are bad. Um, no. Some are just more efficient than the others, right? We're talking about seconds or millimeters or whatever it is. Like you have to remember this. Or like, yeah, you you know, this team came in fifth out of whatever and it's like, yeah, that could become millimeters or that was between five. Yeah,
0: that could be ounces of water.
1: Yes, it ounces of water. The <laughs> duck, yes, the duck where you're pouring water in and like or the water bucket by.
0: challenge. <laughs> like the water bucket challenge. Like yes. that could literally be ounces
1: yeah water so we're in. getting judged on like you know how many you know mm. if you spill any and if the duck gets at to the top of the the point right? you guys remember that and you have to get to his uh, home the duck has to actually make it in the pipe right so the, yeah. the duck does have a home you have to get him there um
0: yeah, yeah. kudos to uh, to keith and them thinking about putting the duck in in the in the tube like <laughs> <insane>.
1: <laughs> and like it was you amazing because because we have to forget as competitors, we want it fun for us, but the, com- you know, the people watching also have a good yeah. time, right? Yeah. And so people watching were like, either you're a competitor that got bumped out and you're just having a hilarious time watching everybody, or yeah. you've shown up off the street and you're like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. These guys are using these ropes to get a duck. Into <laughs> a the duck creek. from
0: one place and up the pipe,
1: and <laughs> yeah. and he has to raise to a certain point. This is kind of amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think kudos to those guys and, and I've always thought that when, when I was putting on competitions, if you if it works out how you are, you're super psyched and everybody's mad you just blame it on the competitor, you know, the person <laughs> next to you that but they set this up, you know. That was yeah. Mikey. Mikey yeah. did this for you know, he did this you know, this version of this. So yeah.
0: yeah. Um so on a personal side, like your personal experience, um you've both judged and competed. Now, out of both of those, what would you say would be the mo- most entertaining event, or the you know your most favorable event that you've witnessed, um, either as a judge or as a, as a competitor, and why? Mm. That's ooh, so. That's like, if you cool. were if you were sitting around the round table like we are right now, and you're just yeah. like, okay, this event at this uh, you know was phenomenal. These guys did this, this, this. It was just absolutely. Or you know, like it could be one that you compete, uh, you were competing in,
1: and you you know it's just something that you remember. It's pretty easy for me. It's the finals, always the finals. I I think as a as a judge, you're looking at what you're judging for and what people do in the finals and how stress hits them and how they perform, and then as a competitor, the same thing, watching that same thing or doing that same thing. The finals, everybody's just that build up right now we're down. We've had multiple teams going all day and now we're down to these final guys, whether it's a rope access competition or a climbing competition. It's these guys are sort of battling it out and to see the professionalism and what exudes out of those people is mind blowing to me. And I don't care Mm -hmm. where you're at, what seat in the house you have you're on edge and you're super psyched. And as a judge, I will tell you I'm on edge as much as everybody else watching. I just have to discrepancies, right? Like, yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh, yeah. But in the end, everybody's on edge watching this, like incredible thing. And it's a hard scenario. It's fast paced. So to me, always the finals it's that culmination. And that's yes. pretty easy because as a competitor or a judge, man, that's pretty exciting. And uh, it's, it's always fun to see what innovation breeds in that because that's what competition really does is that breeds that innovation and yeah. to see people do different things is like, holy cow, I would have never done that. And man, would I have got my butt kipped if I would have, you know, if I would have been against Mikey Stevenson, that would have been pretty ugly and he would have destroyed mm-hmm. me. So back to the drawing boards with my training thought or whatever yeah. it was. And so it's cool to see that, I guess. Yeah. And taking away. Yeah. work. Finals, yeah.
0: Finals. So like, just in that, on that note there, um, you know, talking about the finals, 2018, Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. um, side by side, arc to the left of us where I'm on the high ball, uh, high wall up at the top, dropping down the letters down to my, my teammates. The question I had for the judge was, am I allowed to create an anchor on my working line Pick it to my working line and dis- and lower it down to my my coworker, my competitor. He was like, "Well, how?" Like, he was really confused by what I was trying to get at. The judge um, wasn't really sure what I was trying to, you know, orchestrate, if you will. But then next to me, you know, Geoark there, um, great great group of uh, guys over there. They did a hell of a job all weekend there. But, uh, you know, they built an anchor on bolts on the wall and picked the, le- the letter off that, basically off a hard link, and had to lower it down from the wall, where I was just basically, I put a rescue sender on my working line, created a hull, picked it, basically just, you know, on, uh, um, on an extra rope and a, and a, a rig, basically used my legs to pick it off, because they were only about 75 pounds or so, these letters, and I just lowered it down there, and then for me to the next, get to the next le- uh, letter, I just popped the rescue center off, descended down a couple feet, popped it back on, did the same thing where, you know, the other team had to basically break into the, ti- uh, break into the anchor every single time, and it just it was time consuming. Um, and then afterwards, the
1: judge is like, that's what you meant okay <laughs> and I, so that was the one i was judging mike and i remember thinking like when you guys got done we told you guys like you know this wasn't a timed event like you could take as much time and you guys were like oh okay and i remember thinking like well oh, you guys Our thought bad. outside the blocks like we're gonna go as fast and as efficient as possible and those things are what we breed in competition i love that you guys were like yeah we're gonna just try this we're gonna do this 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 and you coming down we're like oh okay we were thinking that, but this this makes sense and yeah you can have all these rules when you do these competitions and you do different iterations if you're judging it or building the scenario but in the end people like you coming in and are like what well, can i just do this and you're like damn okay yeah you can do that you just didn't <laughs> we didn't that think problem. about that damn. yeah we didn't that. but i but in the end i came way and it's hard because as a competitor or, or, or a judge, you come away with a lot of knowledge. And I tell people, come yeah. and watch. Those yeah. things are amazing just to watch other team. Because what I think a lot of people say is like, I don't want to hang myself out there. I feel pretty, um, we're, our skills aren't there yet. And it's like, come do it. I brought a level one to this competition or yeah. And they, they literally are at another level now because of this. And they moved through all their skills in level one, two, or three because of this. And it wasn't hard for them because they yeah. saw what was out there and it was like, that's where, that's where our world's at. I think that's, yeah. To me, competition is just really, and it's fun. Let's, let's it's, be real. All the rock works get together, we have <laughs> some beers, we get to compete. And, and in the end we get to see new countries or different places and, uh, yeah. you know, share ideas and, and that's fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so what do you miss most about, competition with our current state of the world um obviously with everything happening you know travel restrictions gathering size restrictions etc etc like what's the one thing you're just like you just miss about competition excluding hey i want to go compete
1: the biggest thing mikey would be having a beer with you (laughs) right like yeah. All of us getting together, having a beer after the competition or whatever it is, having a water, having a coffee, and yeah. just read the fellowship like we all get to have in those interactions, learning your world in Canada, my world in America or Europe or wherever it's at. And, and saying like, oh, that's cool. You do it that way. We should look at that. Like maybe we should look at that world and see what we can take away positive from it. Mm-hmm. Um, the interaction, all of us hanging out at night after the competition and having those talks which I think is going to be the backbone of rescue in the world is us having those table talks or, um, yeah. now we're in podcast. Um, yeah. that's what I miss the most, yeah. right. Uh, hanging out with you guys and, and having a beer yeah. and, um, that's maybe, yeah, I would say in travel, I love travel. I love going all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two big things for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I totally, I miss the, um, the group environment, right? Just being in that area with like-minded people, um, competitors, judges, organizers, volunteers, everybody. Um, I just miss that environment, um, and you know the chaos of it all going on. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's absolutely phenomenal. You know it's phenomenal when you're on the competition floor and people are rooting for you in some crazy unknown language. Um, <laughs> yeah. um and you know everyone's just stoked for you no matter if you're a competitor or you know it's even really funny when you know your judges beside you and they're like, get up, get going and it's really it's it's amazing um, And like you said, the travel that's I, you know I love to travel I will I'll travel until I'm in in the grave um, and that's one thing I miss so. um, now I'm going to sneak this one in here for you. Um, if there was one piece of advice you could give someone that's interested in competing, what would it be?
1: Ooh, competition. Uh, have an open mind. This is not something that's strict. Don't go in there with these rules that you set for yourself or the industry. Go in there and know that like, the world's probably going to be blown up and try not to stick... If you see a table full of gear, and the judges say that's all you have to compete, uh, just open your mind and, and realize. Just find the rules and bend them and play within them, and that's why you're there to have fun. That's what we're there for. I love how you
0: said bend them. <laughs> <laughs> bend them. Don't break them. Bend, bend them. them. Yeah. yeah, bend them. <laughs> bend them until they're just at that line of just fracturing. We call that innovation, Mikey.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Um, no, that was, the, I, I will back that 110%. Um, you know, as a competitor, um, and I, I don't know, I don't know to toot my horn, but a mi- mildly successful competitor, um, world champion, <laughs> world champion. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Bend those rules. Um, yeah. You know if uh, if you have the ability basically how we looked at it when we were competing was if they didn't tell you you couldn't do it in the briefing and it doesn't break the golden rules of you know going to no points and going splat on the concrete um, you have a pretty big big umbrella of stuff that you can do and you know pull techniques from whatever background you have if that's arborist mountaineering you know whatever it is it, it if it fits it fits man like yeah. i made a i made a uh anchor on the uh on my working line with with a uh, two foot uh, nylon sling as my anchor made a pressic <laughs> and <laughs> that's how i held up the, hauled up a bucket right yeah. like it i don't make it doesn't have to be crazy intricate it just you know it has to work um and having that ability and just push those uh push those envelopes just a little bit further than you expect and how we kind of said it for our, ourselves was go until the judge tells you to stop that's awesome
1: mikey <laughs> if you can clip the bolt the the beta's is approved approved beta yep. You can yeah. clip the bolt. Doesn't if it's five fourteen, it's five fourteen. You can clip the bolt. It's go. Yeah. Boot up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's all I have. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: No. Thanks, Mikey. I really appreciate having me on. It was good seeing you again, man. And uh, yeah, hopefully we see each other again at Rope Trip or Grimp Day, man. Super psyched. Yeah,
0: absolutely. absolutely. I'm super psyched. I'm really hoping that uh, Grimp Day uh, happens. They just uh, pushed the dates to November. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping that that uh, goes, and I really hope to end up there to do some uh, some of this. Do I'd the podcast, yeah.
1: yeah. September, right? I think it's September eighth through eleventh.
0: It was September or November, something like that. So, keep yeah, your eyes a, out there, people. Yeah. Um, pay attention. Grimpe Day's coming up, and if okay. I'm lucky, I'll be there doing, uh, bringing you all the footage.
1: So. Will you be competing or helping with safety, Mikey? So we will be hanging out either way. yeah excellent awesome (laughs) thanks man I appreciate it
0: yeah um so if anyone like to reach out to you what's the best way people can get uh reach out to you
1: uh they can reach me at the peak rescue website so peak dash rescue dot com and um Mm -hmm. just micah m-i-c-a-h at uh peak dash rescue dot com um yeah they'll figure it out I'm available
0: (laughs) yeah check them out on instagram as well uh peak rescue on Instagram and that's how we, we connected. Um, and yeah, so thank you very much, uh, for, uh, taking the time to have this chat. It was a great time.
1: Yeah. Have a good day, Mikey. You
0: too. Cheers. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. That was awesome. And thank you, Micah, for taking the time to, Indulge us in your stories of the Petzl Rope Trip. Obviously, competition is a great thing for lots of us. And yeah, I know that a lot of people may feel different about competition. But like Micah said, it breeds so many positive things. And I think that it's a great thing. I think that you should get involved with the Petzl Rope Trip. Obviously, it comes out every two years. And yeah, let's, uh, let's see you on the competition floor. All right. So if you like this episode, please make sure to hit the like button, smash the subscribe button. I know you want to, and hit the bell for notifications as I put out new content every Sunday. All right. And, and don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts until next time.